Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. Now, in the meantime, getting back to COVID-19. Professor and Dr. John Lambert uh, is a consultant in infectious diseases and a director of the National Isolation Unit for Highly Infectious Diseases at the Matter Hospital and also a member of the National Virology um, Fever Committee at the HSE. And he joins me on the line because I read an article in the Irish Times yesterday, or an opinion piece, which I thought was intriguing. And uh, good afternoon to you, Jack. Good afternoon. Uh, Jack, very interesting article. Can I commend you on the article? I thought it was a really good read. Um, but you, you kind of focused very much on Ireland... I suppose, not really having a strategy as such and trying to head down this fantasy route of being New Zealand. Um, and you believe that was an impossibility when it came to COVID-19. Yeah, and, and I absolutely agree with that because we pretend we're an island, but we share a border with Northern Ireland and we're a part of the European Union and we have you know, partnerships with UK. So, no, we're not New Zealand, but people keep on pretending that we should be New Zealand and then the, the, the government just jumps on board and parrots what people who haven't thought through, you know, their plan say. So, mm-hmm. so no, I don't think we do have a plan. And what sort of plan do you, uh, uh, you know, I mean, obviously you have studied infectious diseases and you know a lot more than COVID-19 than most of us would know and how it operates and how it works and or not. Mm-hmm. Although I, over the last four months, we've all become experts. I've done some intensive reading myself, but nowhere obviously near the knowledge that you would have. What do you believe the plan should be? Because we've got virologists, epidemiologists, immunologists, all giving advice here in Ireland and giving Neffet advice as well. And then you've got different immunologists. We spoke to, for example, Beda Stadler the other night from Switzerland, who believe we're taking the wrong approach completely and that lockdowns won't make any difference whatsoever. So, I mean, right. what is the right approach, do you believe? Right. Well, I think the right approach was four months ago when we when COVID was uncontrolled in Ireland without our knowledge, lockdown was the right solution. Um, So yes, that was the beginning, just to get the virus back in control, not disseminated in the whole Irish population. But it's not there anymore. Now COVID exists in small numbers in Ireland. Um, And moving forward, we, we, we have to find a strategy to live with COVID, minimize COVID, try to get on with getting on with our lives, on with our economy, on with normal activity, opening up GP practices, you know, in a safe way. And the safe way is all the COVID prevention strategies that people have mentioned before, social distancing, face masks, and hand washing, and actually make that part of our religion, part part of our mantra, you know. Mm -hmm. Right now, it's sort of, you should be doing this. We'd like you to wear a face mask. You should be doing this. I mean, we need to kind of, take this seriously and actually have very strong messages coming from the government coming from everybody and enforcing it and the government needs to take it seriously and have very strong messages we need i think stronger leadership than we currently have we need better advice than we currently have um the current structure of the of the, the national well there doesn't seem to be a strategy at the moment jack no, i mean no, i mean I, I think at the start we were all kind of scared because the who came out with you know a five percent mortality rate which thankfully is not the case anymore right and we were all scared we all agreed with what leo when he stood up we were very proud of him in washington when he stood up there and made that speech to the nation although the figures were completely off skew and thankfully tens of thousands didn't die and probably won't but i think we knew where we were going 
we knew, you know, crush the curve or flatten the curve. Then we had these phase plans, so we knew where we were going. Now we're at the end of that, and it seems to be like we're waking up every day and we don't know where we're going. Are we going to keep locking down counties every time we get a case? Because a case is not a death, thankfully. And and most of the cases at the moment won't lead to deaths because they're typically young people. And I, I was reading, and I, I don't know whether you're familiar with the work of the peer-reviewed scientific report headed by the 20th century most acclaimed disease eradicator, Dr. Donald A. Henderson. Are you familiar with him? Yeah, I, I actually know. I do. I mean, I worked in Hopkins. He was D.A. Henderson, was at Johns Hopkins when I was there. So, yes, I do, I do know all of that. And he would be accredited, I suppose, with ridding the word of smallpox. Um, I mean, and, mm-hmm. and the advice that he gives in relation to that. And he talks about government in particular and what they should do. And he talks about open and frequent communications with the public. And this involves regular press conferences, hotlines, provisions for information. And the important message is to request that all who are ill remain isolated at home or in hospital, but to encourage others to continue to come to work so that essential services can be sustained. And he doesn't, doesn't uh, condone the idea of cancelling large events. If anything at all, I suppose he's a promoter of herd immunity. Right. I mean, do you you agree with that? Herd immunity for COVID, I think, is a bad idea because, uh, you know, it's Right now, only 5% of people in Ireland are probably immune to COVID, and 2,000 people died. So mm-hmm. if we had herd immunity, 100% people infected, then survive of the fittest, we'd have another, we'd have 40,000 deaths. So th- I think that's unacceptable. But do we need to lock down every time we have another blip in numbers? No, we don't. We need to actually look at, we do need to take certain messages from D.A. Henderson, but we also need to take messages from Michael Ryan, you know, the Irish guy who's the WHO. He basically says, you go after the virus, you, you, you suppress the clusters. You don't, you, do, you don't just wait for, count the numbers and when they go up, close down the country, and when they go down, open up the country. You prevent those clusters occurring. And right now, the clusters continue to occur in, you know, the, the meat processing plants, the building sites. Well, that's because our testing seems to be in a mess yeah. again, Jack. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because every, every time we do more line. testing, we delay our testing, and it takes three and four days to get results, which is pointless. But it's not just doing the testing. Why are you having these outbreaks again? Because they happened three, four months ago. They're happening again. We didn't fix the problem, you know. You don't just watch the numbers go up. You actually, actually prevent them from going up. You need to fix the problem not make the same mistakes over and over and over again. So I just don't think we do have a plan. And the current structure of the national structure, the governance structure, of, I don't think we have the best um, expertise. I don't think we're getting the best opinions. I think we should look at getting outside opinions, get Michael Ryan in from the WHO to do, to do an evaluation, have a rethink about the whole organization. The UK has changed their national um governance they've 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 decided they're it's a failure and they're looking at a new way to Mm -hmm. deal with covid i think we need to think about the same thing um other countries have done better now in we did good in closing down the country but ever since then we keep on having Outbreaks, outbreaks, outbreaks. So, but um, would, would, would the argument be that currently at the moment across Europe, what we're seeing is mortality dropping, which is a good thing. Uh, thankfully, you know, not too many people are dying. And um, that is probably possibly because many of the people who were vulnerable to COVID-19 possibly have passed away already. But in saying that as well, we're seeing a massive increase in cases. Thankfully, again, those cases are, are younger people. 
But I, 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 I again, I, I was looking at a published paper last week from Edinburgh University, and this is Dr. Raj Vapal, who's a, an epidemiologist. And it, it was one of the biggest published papers in relation to data of children between the age of zero and 19. And out of eight countries in Europe, the main countries in Europe that he studied, there's 137 million children between zero and 19 years of age. 61 have died of COVID-19. But he also points out that in that same period of time, 142 have died of influenza, 1,404 have died of other accidents between the age of zero and 19. And he said, we've got to put things into perspective. Right. And and, and I agree. I agree. But but what you don't want to do is you don't want to open you don't want to open up the schools, have have an outbreak in the schools, have to close down the schools, have some of the kids in the school bring back COVID to vulnerable populations. We have to have a strategy for... Well, it's a strategy not to protect those vulnerable groups. I mean, that we need to protect those vulnerable groups, people who are immune compromised or elderly people who may be immune compromised, that we we obviously put in protections in place, which we didn't do at the start. We failed to do that miserably. And we protect those vulnerable groups. And then the healthy people, so to speak, inverted commas, are those under 65, which very few, thankfully, have died of COVID-19, go on and keep the country's economy uh, propped up because we can't continue to bankroll companies. Uh, you know, we, we do have to think of the economics of this as well. Absolutely, and I think that's the way forward. We need we need to move forward safely, and moving forward safely means I wear a mask when I'm working. I wear a mask when I'm in close contact with any of my staff. I wear my class a mask when I'm in public transportation, you know, or any kind of public you know public facility. We need to do that. That is the best prevention moving forward is wearing a mask and washing your hands keeping your distance and being sensible you know and 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 being responsible and and not having golf outings in hotels when you're not supposed to i suppose would be would be the main thing we've learned today as as well i suppose listen i do appreciate you coming on the air jack and thank you very much indeed it was a great article i enjoyed reading it and i'm sure everybody should have a look at it in the irish times yesterday Uh, thank you very much indeed Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits.